5 Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is 5 Minutes with Phil. All right, so yesterday we finished up the book of James and that study we were doing. Um, We had been doing that for probably a month. Maybe it's even been longer than that. I, I can't even tell. <laughs> if I went back and looked at the titles, of course I could tell. But um, we have just finished the book of James, and I figured now is an opportunity for us to start something new. So where are we going to start? We're going to start because we happen to um, be in the season of Advent, that it's important for us to understand what Advent is and why we celebrate it or observe it. So for many Christians, sometimes uh, this, this season is not necessarily have been one of those ones that always sticks around in, in churches. Some people have now kind of just uh, dismissed it. Um, it's kind of like the season of Lent. Uh, so originally, I mean, this was something that I didn't uh, realize, but Advent was something that they were celebrating, but it wasn't always in connection with Christmas. So Christians would spend 40 days in penance, prayer, fasting to prepare for this celebration. But there was, originally, it was tied more to the uh, the Feast of Epiphany, celebration of God's uh, Incarnation represented by the Magi, his baptism in the Jordan River, and uh, and the first miracle at Canaan. So, when did it begin that way? So, it wasn't until the Middle Ages that the Advent season was explicitly linked to Christ's first coming and not just his second coming. Now, why do we mention that? Because now Advent actually incorporates both the first coming hope, the prophecy, and also Jesus is coming back. It's because it, so Advent comes from the Latin word Adventus, meaning coming, which is a translation of the Greek word parousia, which is Jesus's return, right? When is that going to happen? And so when you're looking at both of those, it wasn't always celebrated then as a lead-up to Christmas. Instead, it was a follow-up to Epiphany. So in the Middle Ages, when they started to tie the two together, they were looking at both the hope, um, the expectation, but it was very similar to the church prior to Jesus' incarnation that was waiting for the Messiah to come. And it's now the church that's waiting for Jesus to come back again. And so the one of the things that I always like to highlight in the Advent season is the word waiting. And we're going to spend some time in the next, uh, maybe in the next week or so, that we're going to look at that topic of waiting, because waiting is not something that comes easy or natural to most people. It does go back to the fruit of the Spirit being patience, and a lot of times we have people who are impatient. We are a people of immediacy. We're not a people that really like to wait for something. And so we're going to dig into that a little bit more because I don't want to rush that because I think it is a really big topic. But either way, the people waited 
for the Messiah. How many years did they wait? Well, let's just put it to you this way. Genesis chapter 3 is the first time the promise of a Messiah is, is given. And it's generation after generation after generation after generation. I mean, in a long time, right? It was a couple thousand years that it, w- it was until all of a sudden Jesus, the promised Messiah, came around. And so when we think about when is Jesus coming back, and I've mentioned this on, on Five Minutes with Phil before, but how long should we be waiting? Because if we're looking at how long it took for Jesus' version, it was thousands of years, and, and so now if Jesus promises that he's coming back again, we don't get frustrated and say, well, he should have been back. We instead say, you know what? He's calling us to wait. And what does waiting look like to you today? What does it mean to wait on the Lord and not just try to rush God into moving? And so I think that that is a big kind of staple piece to Advent. And what um, we did at Tabor Church was, because we are not uh, going to be in the same room usually for worship, we have live stream worship, is that we also incorporated a physical element we had for those people who wanted one, an Advent wreath to put in their home. Now, what is an Advent wreath? Sometimes it's called an Advent crown. Well, these are a set of, there's four candles on the outside and usually one candle in the middle. Now, the four candles, and we'll go through this at a later point in time, each stand for something. And then the candle in the middle is stands for Christ. So that one is the one you'll light on Christmas Eve and Christmas and then through the Christmas season. But each one, it was kind of signifying here we're counting down. We're counting down the weeks, the days, until we celebrate Jesus in the flesh. And it's a wonderful season to be able to contemplate and to be able to think about all the ways in which God is faithful. And that's what I would encourage you in this season to find some ways. If you're looking for some ways in which you can start to practice and to observe this season, devotional reading is always a good one for you to incorporate. So if you don't have a devotional, then email me. And I would be happy to send you out an Advent devotional, one in which we are doing right now at Tabor Church, but it's one that anybody can use. You read through a little piece of scripture, you read through a devotional thought, and then there's a short prayer. And even in this one that we're using, there's some follow-up questions that if you wanted to do this devotional with some other person, maybe it's family, that you could then incorporate that. So whatever way take some time to look at this Advent season as a time to focus. It's a time to turn back to God and to anticipate what God can do. All right, we'll be back again tomorrow. Have a great day. Take care.